0: Uh, This morning, your convocation speaker is uh, also a friend of mine. Um, But more importantly than that, he is a uh, religious brother in the servants of Christ Jesus. You guys might remember Father John Ignatius, who came and celebrated Mass in our chapel a couple months back. Uh, He founded a community with another guy named Father Paul Kostka. When I was a student at the Franciscan University of Steubenville, we were friends. These are regular, normal guys. They started a religious community. Uh, and now there's 10 of them, and Brother Andrew is one of them uh, who spends his life um, ministering to young men uh, and women, but also uh, just as a um, novice in the Servants of Christ Jesus. So, please welcome Brother Andrew Brabuff. Thanks, guys. Word on the street is that the guys ordered ego waffles for today, but forgot to order syrup. That's a bad thing. That's That's a bad move. Waffles (laughs) without syrup is a no-go. I feel bad for you guys. Uh, So as Ed said, my name is Brother Andrew. I graduated from The Ohio State University in 2019, entered with the Servants of Christ Jesus, and now I'm studying in the seminary. So I study philosophy every day in the seminary. I'm studying towards the priesthood as of now. My community, the Servants of Christ Jesus, we take a patron saint. Has anyone ever heard of Ignatius of Loyola? Those people? Okay, cool. So Ignatius of Loyola was this great soldier for the kingdom of Spain. And whenever his conversion happened, his leg almost got blown off. His knee got really messed up. He had to go through lots of surgeries and through this process, his conversion happened. And he realized, why would I fight for the king of Spain when I can fight for the king of heaven? Why would I fight for the glory of Spain when I can fight for the glory of heaven? And so his heart began to be converted to Jesus. But he realized, I'm this brave, courageous soldier that will do anything. I'll die for my country. But he said, I'm not that brave or courageous for God. Like, I've never really done anything to show that I trust God. So one of the first things God had him do after his conversion is God inspired him to leave Spain and go all the way to Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem was ruled by these Saracens, who were these really violent rulers against Christians, and a lot of Christians got killed. So this was a super dangerous journey. Ignatius was rich. He's from a noble family. So he actually snuck out of his castle because he knew his family would never let him do this. He sneaks out of his castle, and everyone who sees him is trying to give him all these things. And he said, I'm not going to take anything, because if I take your stuff, I'm not trusting in God to get me here. I'm trusting in all of you guys, but I need to learn how to trust God. So I'm not going to take anything, and I'm going to beg my way all the way halfway across the world to Jerusalem. Kind of cool, right? So our community, because Ignatius says, not only will I do this, but if men follow me, they should also do this. Our community follows Ignatius of Loyola, so guess what we do? We follow it, right? And so this past summer in June, I went to Spain, or I went not to Spain, I went to Switzerland. I landed in Basel, Switzerland on May 30th with a backpack that had a change of clothes, a water bottle, a Bible, and a breviary. And I had a plane ticket home in 30 days from Zurich. And I had 14 places in one month to go. And I had to beg my way around. I had to beg for all of my food. I had to beg for my transportation. I didn't have any places to stay. I didn't know any people. I didn't have a phone, credit card, anything like that, right? And it was maybe the most fun month of my entire life. It was unbelievable. If we had more time, if I come back, I'll tell you guys stories. There's one story today I want to tell you guys. Maybe my favorite part of this whole thing was being able to meet so many people in Switzerland and tell them what I was doing and be able to share Jesus with them. And there was one day in particular, I was in this city called Solothorn. And somebody was nice enough to give me bread, which is awesome. And then I go into this little coffee cafe and I beg them for jam and they gave me jam. So now I have this little feast. So I go to the park and I sit down and it's a sunny day and I'm as happy as I can be. I'm so free and I'm eating my bread, eating my jam, minding my own business. And I see this guy across the park, sitting by himself, sitting on his phone. And just very clearly, I hear God tell me, I want you to go speak to that man. And I want you to tell him that he's not alone and that I'm with him, and that I love him. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of like relying on God for everything. So if I say no to him, this probably won't turn out well. So I'm going to go do it, right? Right. And so I get up and I go and talk to this guy. And it's really awkward. I just walk up to him and I shake his hand and I tell him my name. And I say, this is kind of weird, but I think God wants me to tell you something. And he shrugs his shoulders and he says, I don't really believe in Jesus. So I said, oh, really? Well, why not? And this is where it got really cool. And so he starts firing off all these questions at me. And he starts asking, well, why is the God of the Old Testament so different than the God of the New Testament? Well, if God loves us so much, why would he send people to hell? Well, okay, okay, if God loves us so much, why would there be cancer? Why do people have to suffer? Why doesn't God just tell us he's real? Why doesn't he just show himself to us? And he's shocked because every question he gives, I'm able to give an actual answer and an answer that satisfies him that he doesn't have an argument for. And we go on and on for quite a while. And eventually I just start asking him about his life and about his family and about his job. And the conversation goes from his head down to his heart. And he just begins to open up to me. And he just says, you know, I'm really successful. and make a lot of money here but I'm really not happy. My heart is so empty and I don't know what to do. And that's when I just began sharing the gospel and I just witnessed Jesus. And I say, you can be the richest person in all of Switzerland, but if you don't have Jesus, your heart is always going to be empty. Your life is always going to be lacking something and you're always going to be wondering why you're not satisfied. And we ended up talking about Jesus for a while. I believe we ended up praying. And as we were saying goodbye, I remember I looked at him and I said, Ronaldo, I really hope that you're in heaven one day because I want to see you again. And I'll never forget, he looks up at me from the bench and says, brother, I I really hope heaven is real because I'd like to see you again someday too. And it's this beautiful moment where there's this guy that's in darkness, this guy that's living in loneliness and emptiness, and because Jesus has filled me with his light, I'm able to bring God's light to him. And what struck me about this, eight years before this, when my conversion happened at Ohio State, my freshman year, I'm walking back from class, and I stopped dead in my tracks. And I just hear God speak to me. For the first time in my life, I heard God speak so clearly to my heart. And he said, Andrew, I have such big plans for your life. And there are so many people that are relying on you. He said, Andrew, I have such big plans for your life. And there are so many people that are relying on you. And I didn't know this at the time, but eight years, before, eight years after that, I met Ronaldo. And I realized Ronaldo was one of those people that were depending on me to show him Jesus so he could get to heaven one day. And I say this because I think this is the message God wants to speak to you guys this morning. Jesus has plans for your life. He has big plans for your life. And I know as freshmen, I know going to high school every day, it can seem like you're just going through the motions. But right now, God is preparing you for those plans he has for your life. So if I didn't pay attention to my theology classes, if I didn't learn how to think on my feet and talk to people, I wouldn't have been able to answer any of his questions about the faith. Our conversation would have went nowhere. If I wasn't spending every single day in prayer, talking to Jesus, knowing Jesus' love, I would have never been able to share with him how Jesus can actually fill our heart. I would have never had light inside of me to shine to him. If I wanted to be been obedient to God throughout my life and learning to be obedient to my superiors, to my teachers, and then I wanted to have been obedient when God said, I need you to go talk to that guy right now. And so, God, he's like a, he's like a good sports coach, he's like a good drill sergeant, that you don't always understand why you're doing every drill. But God is preparing you in every drill and every part of your life for something that he has for the future. All right, so I want you guys to claim this. Number one, I want you guys to repeat after me. Okay, Jesus? Jesus. You, have big plans for my life. you have big plans for my life. All right, close your eyes now. I want you guys to say that like you mean it. Jesus? Jesus. You, have such big plans for my life. you have such big plans for my life. Okay, if you guys don't believe that, I want you guys to say that every single day until your heart actually believes it because it's true. And you guys at John Paul the Great, you guys have some of the best formation of any high school students in the entire country. And I'm convicted God has sent you guys here because he has great plans and he wants to give you great training, great formation in your life so that you guys can help the many people that are going to be depending on you, that need you, so that you guys can be a light shining in the darkness in the world. We're missionaries all over the world and I can tell you guys, it is dark and people are suffering a lot and they need people to bring Jesus to them. They need people to bring light and joy and hope to them. I think that's what God wants you guys to do. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Thank you guys. God bless.